This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to visit with Alan Condon. Alan's the editor-in-chief of Becker's Healthcare. He's going to talk to us about what issues he's watching currently, what's in the news, what's keeping him up, what he's thinking about. Alan, take a moment and tell us, what are a couple of the key stories that you're watching currently? Yeah, thanks, Scott. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast again. So um, first story I wanted to touch on, one of two was coming out of um, the latest in a series of planned health system mergers that have been called off. Um, just got reported on Friday, the tail end of that last week, that SUNY, Upstate Medical University, and Krauss Health System in Syracuse, New York, are the most recent systems to call off their plans to merge. Um, this obviously comes after a recent challenge by the FTC which argued that the transaction would have likely led to higher costs, reduced access to care, and, and lower wages for hospital workers. So according to the FCC, that merger would have left Syracuse with just two health systems, Upstate and St. Joseph's Health, and given the newly merged entity, if it were to go through, a significant share of commercially insured inpatient services in the area. So we, we really reported on a ton of other health systems who have abandoned plans to merge recently. This, of course, comes after the FTC last year announced that it would be taking a really more firmer stance against healthcare transactions that could potentially lead to anti-competitive landscapes in certain areas. I mean, th this concept of sort of stopping these mergers, uh, on one hand, there is data that shows if these health systems merge and concentrate power, there is higher reimbursement in those areas and so forth because they have better strength to negotiate with the payers. And so uh, on one hand, yes, that causes some antitrust issues. On the other hand, these payers, as the DOJ, the FTC looks at these, these payers have become so strong and so powerful and themselves are providers as well. Is there a, a risk that the FTC, the DOJ is just missing the point here? I mean, the health systems, you know, CVS, Aetna, United Healthcare, 300 billion plus size companies. Most of these health systems are maybe five to ten billion dollars they just don't have the market strength to really have leverage against the united the cvs's the the blue crosses and so forth is there a sense that the ftc doj is missing the boat on this yeah i mean a really good point there scott i think although hospital mergers are supposed to improve cost efficiency I think from what we're hearing from many healthcare experts recently is that they're arguing that the creation of these huge conglomerates and hospital networks may actually have driven the U.S. medical costs up um, significantly higher than obviously we know it's among the, the highest healthcare costs in the world. But according to the FTC, it looks like they're going to be really cracking down a lot more firmer on some of these potential transactions that could be potentially anti-competitive in their eyes. Um, but yeah, according to the FCC, really promoting healthcare competition as a top, top priority, including, as we said, in preventing anti-competitive hospital mergers. But is the FTC DOJ missing the boat? Because who these people are more increasingly competing with as the United Optums of the world, the CVS of the world, not with each other. And so, yes, they could rise the cost of hospitalizations but actually control of healthcare. I mean, there's an article yesterday, or you've made this point before, Optum now employs 6% of the United States doctors in the country, something like that. Um, Walgreens is working hard to catch up in terms of doctor employment, and hospitals are still very reliant on hospitals, but they don't have the deep pockets. Hospitals are very reliant on doctors. They don't have the deep pockets. They can't employ doctors. So, so I do wonder. I, the data is from, obviously, periods of time ago when hospital mergers led to more strength for hospital systems. They could better negotiate. They tried to be in a situation where 
neither payers nor consumers could go around them. Now, increasingly, payers have so much more power than the health systems that I do wonder if the policy is is misguided, but we'll we'll see how it plays out over the next few years. So that was one of the stories you're covering, Alan. Tell us about one of the other stories that you're covering currently. What, what else is on your mind? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Scott. So um, second story I wanted to touch on came out of a really fantastic interview last week with Michael Dowling, um, obviously a fellow Irishman that you know quite well, and the president and CEO of Northwell Health in New York. So uh, fantastic conversation, but we touched on a number of things um, in that interview, and Michael shared some really excellent insights, specifically around Northwell's biggest growth area. So it might be surprising to some that only 46% of Northwell's business stems from its hospital sector, um, and has been really, really investing aggressively in expanding and growing its outpatient presence for quite some time. Getting ahead of that outpatient migration trend, we obviously saw accelerate since the pandemic. Um, but Northwell, a 23 hospital system, 21 of which it owns, but it has 890 outpatient facilities and really continues to aggressively grow that number. So, so Michael talks specifically about outpatient expansion as its number one growth opportunity for the future because it gives the system the opportunity to expand into new geographic areas and markets, really positioning their services closer to where consumers live and subsequently bringing more of the necessary inpatient care back to North Wales hospitals as well. Thank you very, very much. I mean, fascinating to watch sort of how they're dealing with labor issues, all kinds of other issues, how they move to outpatient. And the leadership of Mike Dowling is spectacular, of course. So fascinating. Anything specifically that you loved about your discussion with him that you picked up from it? Yeah, I mean, I kind of following on from that point, I guess it was, you know, if anyone's not on the outpatient expansion train, I think, um, according to Michael Dowling, many hospitals and health systems should have been on this a while ago, but it's really, really pivotal to the future and success of, uh, of hospitals and health systems that they really look at growing into new geographic areas and markets. Essentially, the more you expand ambulatory and grow in the right locations, the more you increase market share which obviously brings more of that necessary inpatient care back to your hospitals. Um, I think Northwell hospitals are growing and getting busier in addition to its outpatient centers because it is growing that market share. But um, as I said, it'll be really interesting to follow that trend in the coming years as we see more of those surgical cares, such as orthopedics, cardiovascular care, et cetera, GI, really move out of the inpatient environment towards ASCs and other outpatient facilities. Thank you very, very much. What a fascinating set of subjects. One, that, that the focus of the FCC and the DOJ on health system mergers and stopping those, even though so much power seems to have shifted to payers. Would love to hear your audience thoughts on that. And then second, Mike Dowling and his leadership and movement to outpatient and try to manage labor issues and all kinds of things. Fascinating. Alan, as always, phenomenal to get to visit with you, uh, great editor-in-chief, Alan Condon with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very, very much. Thank you, Scott.